0: It's been a great 12 months for shareholders of Prologist Real Estate Investment Trust that's also deeply embedded into the global supply chain. Chris Katzen is back with us, Managing Director of Global Strategy and Analytics at the business, ticker PLD, of course, Uh, a little bit of a more sluggish start to this year. But the overall market is unwinding as well. Chris, welcome back. And tell us the latest at the company as you guys just had earnings, too.
1: Yeah, hey, great to be back. Thanks for having me. You know as I think to what have we learned over the last 90 days uh, a couple things the first relates to the breadth of demand in our business the second relates to pricing power and how customers are thinking about rents in their supply chains and then the third uh, is is really about momentum in the marketplace so when I think about pricing we talked about this last time Really, customers are changing how they think about their logistics, real estate and their supply chain. They're changing their price elasticity. They're, they're buying more. They're spending more. And the thing that's changed in the last 90 days really relates to the breadth of demand. And we're seeing that in a few ways. The first is geographically. Uh, the U.S. Uh, had been strong throughout uh, last year, and we're seeing an acceleration in our non-U.S. markets, whether it's Canada, whether it's Europe whether it's Mexico globally we're seeing an acceleration we're also seeing a breadth uh, of customers uh, in terms of the type of customers we're working with right so uh, throughout the pandemic our, our our largest customers our international customers were in a position to grow and more recently we've seen the small and mid-sized category also accelerate and then from a breadth perspective lastly Uh, on the e-commerce side. We're working with way more e-commerce customers, for example, as compared to a year ago. So there's just a lot of breadth on the demand side.
0: The uh, e-commerce theme uh, we hear about, uh, the drumbeat, uh, has not stopped uh, through the holiday season. Uh, A huge amount of demand again. What build-out and what infrastructure requirement remains for this particular style of consumption to uh, be more efficient or uh, get there on time? There were a lot of delays around the holiday season. Where do we stand in terms of uh, connecting the dots and getting back to what customers expect?
1: Sure. Yeah. Demand in our industry has been strong. It was practically double the historical average last year. Uh, We have a forecast that is a similar trend. So demand is very, very strong. E-commerce is part of that. What I tell you is there's multiple structural drivers emerging in our business. E-commerce and the the future of retail and enabling that supply chain is, is part of that story. And to your specific question, what constitutes the, the appropriate buildout continues to evolve as service expectations evolve and the product variety uh, evolves. The second demand driver, the structural driver that's emerged, is the need for resilient supply chains, as you're also asking about. And we're just we're just getting started there. I think that both of these drivers are going to take years to play out in terms of really getting the right logistics real estate to support exactly as you describe what what customers want and need.
0: Okay, so, uh, Chris, what is there left to do? Uh, uh, What is the action that needs to be taken from here or or has the rush to solve this supply chain impasse and build out this huge uh, demand uh, push during uh, COVID and quarantine? Uh, What's the project? What's the goal after when things start to get back to normal?
1: Yeah, so for our customers, there is just considerable demand out there uh, for logistics real estate. And what are the profiles of demand as you're asking about? I think there are multiple categories. The first is we see really, really strong demand in the port markets. All of the world's port markets have really strong demand for logistics real estate. And given the land scarcity and the ultra low vacancies, I think every global logistics market has below 1% vacancy. uh, It's really translating to meaningful increases in prices as customers compete for space. Uh, But also, as you're asking, supply chains are not ready for same-day, next-day type e-commerce demand. And so some of the most robust demand we're also seeing is in the world's leading markets, the world's leading cities, whether it's New York, London, Paris, Tokyo, et cetera. That's another area where we see meaningful rent growth, and in particular, an acceleration in rent growth in our non-U.S. markets.
0: What about those uh, non-U.S. markets? Where do you see the demand still most needed outside the U.S.?
1: You know, it's broad uh, in its nature. So Europe is a a maturing supply chain market for us. uh, And so demand is really good there. And it it is about both supply chain resiliency and e-commerce. But if we look at our emerging markets, an added structural driver there is just the emergence of the consumer classes embracing new ways of consuming. So whether we look at Mexico City, whether we look at any of the major cities in China, uh, there's really good uh, demand there.
0: The e-commerce customers that uh, really uh, needed the uh, space uh, that's owned uh, by Prologis and the uh, warehouses, the real estate to uh, make their businesses viable, have they been paying rates um, out of a a position of necessity? Will they be able to keep up uh, the rents and the uh, same price levels that they're willing to pay during this big COVID e-commerce boom?
1: Sure, Uh, so um, my key message would be pricing has had incredible momentum over the last year. Rents in the U.S. were up 20% and globally they were up uh, mid-teens. I see that momentum continuing. We don't have such a high forecast uh, for this year because a normal year would be more like 3%. What's driving that? It's really the strategic mentality our customers are taking to logistics, real estate in their supply chains. When we look a decade ago, you know, your your traditional throughput distribution user would spend far less than 1% of revenues on their logistics real estate, their warehouse, you know, their warehouse bill, so to speak. Uh, But the leading e-commerce companies, I wouldn't say they're capitulating in any way. These are revenue enhancing and generating facilities. These customers, the highest growth customers are spelling well over 1% of revenues, 100, 150 basis points of revenues on their logistics real estate. So there's a meaningful shift in wallet share and it's driven by the quantity of real estate these customers need right because e-commerce is very space intensive we find our customers need three times the space for traditional user and the quality and types of real estate we talked about wanting uh, more urban real estate more infill real estate and the, the rents on those facilities are more expensive hence this meaningful shift that we're seeing from kind of the legacy supply chain models to the new supply chain models
0: Chris, appreciate the update, and uh, we'll be watching uh, this year as the dynamic changes a bit. Sounds like the robust demand uh, still has legs from the message here. Thanks for joining the show.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Yes, sir. Chris Canton is Managing Director of Global Strategy and Analytics at Prologis. Down on the year, but plenty to give on the chart after going straight up throughout the COVID period.